0: First, I want to turn to the story of Margaret Reedy. It was featured on the Irish Daily Mail yesterday. Margaret is terminally ill with breast cancer and she has been pleading with the government to pay for a chemotherapy drug that she says will prolong her life. The drug is developed by Roche, the healthcare manufacturer, but was turned down for public funding by the drugs price watchdog in June of last year. Margaret is on the line now. Margaret, good afternoon to you. I I want to begin by asking you, how long You've had cancer. Uh, I've had cancer since 2004 when I was diagnosed. So you've had it 11 years?
1: 11 years, yeah.
0: That has been one hell of a fight so far.
1: It is, yeah. It's it's it's, uh, it's quite tough. The cancer at, the, at present, um, I've been on all the different chemos that are available and um, it's not uh, holding the cancer back anymore. The cancer... In the pelvic area, in the soft tissue, is continuing to grow.
0: But w- tell me a little bit about TDM1 cancer. Well, the, the,
1: the TDM1 is a targeted treatment, which means um, the herceptin actually goes directly to the tumour, and it, it lodges on the outside of a tumour. The, tumor. the um, new drug TDM1, uh, they found a way of attaching it to the herceptin. So it actually piggybacks on the hair symptom and it goes directly to the tumours. So it uh, does less damage, less hair loss, diarrhoea, all those sort of things, uh, nausea. All the symptoms are reduced and it goes exactly where it's needed. So it it doesn't do as much damage as because all the chemo's are so toxic.
0: Absolutely. Um, Now, the issue I hinted at it there is cost. How much does this cost?
1: I believe sixty-five to eighty-five thousand, depending on the weight of the person and the stage of the, the stage of your disease.
0: But the cost to you is irrelevant. You want you Why do you want to get this drug?
1: Well, my my, my what I'm trying to get across is that people who are at the end of being terminally ill need the drug now, whereas like there are other people who will probably need it in the future that aren't as desperate. And my my point is that um, if it was available for the people who desperately need it at present, even while they're arguing over the price of it... Now, I'm not disputing, I'm not choosing sides, I'm not saying... Um, most people say that drugs are far too uh, more expensive and that the HSE needs to, um, you know, try and, and bring down the price of these drugs, and I don't have a problem with that. I, I think that's quite logical that's not my issue. My issue is that for people who desperately need it there should be a way around it while these negotiations are going on because the negotiations have been going on for over a year since it was turned down the last time. Now I do realize that certain chemo's don't work at all on people and that's a a chance you take with every chemo and sometimes you just can't tolerate the chemo so all of that has to be taken into the equation, and I understand all that.
0: But the bottom line is, you want you well, want well, to get like the best the op- available treatment for you, yeah, and you I'd want like you don't want to be told no.
1: To avail of this treatment because it's it's the last option I have, and if if it works, then it's fantastic.
0: Margaret, I want to just play you something, which is Leo Varadkar, the Minister for Health. He reacted to your story yesterday. He would have seen it on the front of the Irish Daily Mail and he was asked directly. So this is Leo Varadkar talking about the cost of this TDM1 drug and whether or not you should get it. In this particular case, uh, the findings so far uh, are that this drug uh, not only is not cost-effective, but is no more effective um, than existing treatments, Uh, and the clinical evidence doesn't stack up very strongly for it. Uh, So obviously, as a minister, it would be totally wrong and inappropriate for me uh, to intervene to try and change scientific fact or overturn clinical advice, that would be an appallingly incorrect thing for a minister to do. Yes. It. And it's not the case that somebody can make a plea to me to overturn scientific fact uh, or change uh, clinical evidence. That's not how it works, and that's not how it ever should work. Margaret, Leo Vratka says it's not cost-effective and people cannot come to him to overturn scientific fact. What's yes. your reaction to that?
1: I didn't ask him to overturn scientific fact, or I didn't ask him... Um, all I asked of him was to find out why it was taking so long for the drug to be funded and why it was, they were in negotiations for over a year. And um, it makes you feel worthless, doesn't it? Sorry.
0: Do you want to meet with Leo Radker? Would that help?
1: Not much point, really, if that's the response.
0: I take it from it you're very disappointed by what he said.
1: Um, I I don't know what much to say to that, really, except that um, um, your survival instinct is really strong. And this is my last option.
0: Um... Cancer is a terrible disease. It's an awful thing. And there isn't a person listening to this program right now who hasn't been affected by it in some shape or form in the course of the, their lifetime, even the last few years, even the last few weeks, in your case, the last few days. And wow. you have given more than a fair fight to this illness since you were diagnosed with it yeah. 11 years ago. Um. This is a drug that is available. You want to roll these dice. And that... More than any scientific judgment, more than any cost-benefit analysis, more than anything else, needs to be a major consideration.
1: Yeah, the the, the the thing about it all is, normally you go have your treatment and try and forget about the cancer and live your life. And um, I I was doing that, but then I found out that there was something that perhaps might help me. Um, It makes being terminally ill and at the end of the road more difficult to know that there is something that may help and you're not going to get the opportunity to try.
0: I know and and this is terrible and I hate talking about this, but it's not like you are in denial that there will be an end to the road. We all know there is an end to oh, a yeah. road. Yeah. But what the argument that you're making today, just to be clear, is that you want to get as much as you can out of the life that you have been given. Exactly. What is your goal? Because every everyone who has cancer has a goal that they this is well, this is do. what I want to strike.
1: Um, I started off seven five years. And then I used to go for, oh, another year. And then I thought, oh, I'm doing well. So it's set maybe three or four years. Now I have my 60th birthday. Um,
0: And how far away is that? uh,
1: The 18th of April next year.
0: Just under a year, nine
1: months. That's all. And then if I survive, then maybe Christmas. And that's how you go on.
0: Well... You have told your story so eloquently today, Margaret. Um, if Leo Vradker was listening, he's probably not listening himself because no, he's that, busy. But that. there will be those in the department and there will be those in the HSE who listen to this programme every day who will have heard what you've said. And I, I you, you say there's no point in meeting him. I disagree. I think that Leo Vradker, if nothing else, is a man who listens to people and yeah. who listens to stories. And I... I hope to God today that he listens to yours. Margaret Reedy, we wish you the very best of luck in your fight. We will keep on top of this story and thank you so much for the bravery in sharing it today. Okay, thank you.